the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. My name is Spud. Spud Goodman. <laughs> the Spud Man. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to what I like to call our ongoing radio experiment. You know, as with most experiments, you know, things could conceivably go horribly wrong, a catastrophe that could damage the civilized world, but I choose to be positive here and say, on the other hand, you could find yourself being highly entertained too, like for the next 58 and a half minutes. It is, in my opinion, a very real possibility. So buckle up and get ready for an onslaught of information humor, music, and quite possibly a generous helping of enlightenment. All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. So right now, let me introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Uh, give the world a decent guffaw. Oh, okay, how about this? <laughs> oh, I think I might have knocked that one out of the park. Yeah, I'll give you that. A pretty impressive guffaw. Well, thank you. Yeah, and, and now I will move on to what I'm ordered to do, and that is to introduce our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, say hi. You know, that one word will express everything you need to communicate. Okay. No, uh, no, no. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll do, too. Well, you know, thank you. Uh, so so what, what I wanted to discuss on the show uh, was something that Spud, I feel... Spud, what, you, what? You, said I could say, you said I could say hi, and all I got out was okay. So can I at least say hi? Well, why quibble with the two-letter word? Okay and hi express the same sentiment. Well, I mean, you are no, acknowledging no. my acknowledgement of you. I think this is one of those win-win deals. Don't you think? Come on. Uh, so getting back to yeah, what no, if I, I was... If I can be honest with you here, Spud, yeah. those two-letter words are not identical in what they express. You know, they may have the same number of letters, but okay and hi are totally different in what they say to the listeners. And I I'll feel... Fine, I fine, have fine, fine. Just go, just go ahead and say it. Say, say what? Oh, well, the brother. word you really, really want to say. Oh, <laughs> Well, there are a lot of words I really, really want to say. Matter of fact, do I have your permission to throw out a couple? No, no, no. no it no. would only take me a few minutes, and I have, uh, we I don't have a short have a list. Few minutes. I've got this short list of things no. that I've wanted to say for a long time, and this might be the right time, uh, you know, to get them off my chest because I've got them in this other pocket no. right here. No, oh, that's wait a minute. No, you know what? I think they're in my other sports jacket. Yeah, uh, darn it. I think my wife, Rachel, sent that one to the dry cleaners. What the hell, yo? Can we just get this show started? Right. Shoot. I am sitting here ready to laugh on demand, but 
If I have to hear Gerald here a whine anymore, I might just go home, as I am bored out of my mind right now. Well, sorry about that, Ann Dorothy. Okay. No, 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 I, I let him hijack this show, sort of like when I interviewed Suzanne Summers, yeah. and she didn't let me get a word in for the whole damn interview. And I swore then that I would never let someone take control of my very own show again. So point taken. Uh, Gerald, if you want to talk, please raise your hand first so we can evaluate whether to grant you the right to speak on the air. <laughs> I think that's fair. No, what if you never recognize me when I raise my hand? This just seems to be a punitive act to limit my involvement and it bordering on censorship. I'll tell you what, Spud, I might just file a complaint with the FCC. Shut up. I don't think that's the right agency to file a complaint with. FCC. Um, they love to like censor people. Uh, you might want to you know, like forward your complaint to the FAA or, or maybe to that HUD agency. Um, you know, like say hey to uh, Trump's buddy Ben Carson if he picks up when you call. Oh, look at my African American over here. Yeah, yeah, listen, I will not be calling Ben Carson, but I would like the opportunity to bring up a topic that I feel the audience will find compelling. Spud, uh, I am, listen, I'm applying to be on next season's Dancing with the Stars. What? Yeah, and I, 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 listen, I could use the support of our listeners, you know, emailing or writing a letter to the producers of the show on my behalf. It would sure help out as... Currently, my profile's not up to the level of other potential dancers who are vying to be selected. Well, what makes you think you could ever be on Dancing with the Stars? Well, You're not a star, and you sure as hell can't dance. Truth isn't truth. Well, with the support of our listeners contacting the network and, and with the dancing audition video I'm putting together, I feel I've got a pretty good shot to be selected, you know, as, a, as an underdog who the people might just get behind. Uh-huh. There is no chance them. any human being would tune in to see you dance, Gerald. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm just being honest. Um, well. No way ABC would take the chance of you having a heart attack on the dance floor, you know, trying to do a samba or a tango. Uh, just give up your dream, man. Listen, I, I will tell it's you. It's got to be real. That when I heard that Sean Spicer was selected for this season's lineup, I knew that anything was possible. You know, we kind of have the same build, same hairstyle, uh, same politics. So, you know, why not dream big, huh? This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. You know, Sean Spicer might have been uh, picked to be on the show this season, but I think it was one of those stunt casting decisions. You know, something maybe some intern might have mentioned as a joke after a staff meeting and some suit took it seriously. Uh, our own intern Chance has, has made some goofy suggestions. Spud, it's hard to take you seriously. You're really old. Whatever, Chance. Anyway. Yeah, he, uh, he's not I, even paying attention. Yeah, I... I I don't watch this show, so I, but I'm gonna bet my collection of Elvis Elvis bobbleheads that he Sean Spicer will be the first one voted off. Listen, Sean Spicer is a trailblazer for all of us who share his support of our president. These guys they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. You know, it need not be a death sentence career-wise if you proudly get behind Donald Trump. So I say, if he can make the cut, why not me? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I could give you over 100,000 reasons why not you, but what? I need to play some music right now. And don't try to bust a dance move while it's playing. Right? That's going to get on my nerves. Well, 
I, I, I like to practice a little bit and, and get ready, you know, while, while, while the music's playing. Just, just not in front of my eyes, all right? Uh, so here's a nifty tune by a band that, that appeared on my old TV show, Squirt. They're out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, it's titled Pizza Chicken Burger, and don't be surprised if you find yourself humming this song the next few days. Uh, it kind of gets in your head. Hit it. This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show.
Uh, Spud. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Your first guest, Alfonso Ribeiro, is waiting to speak with you. you. You know, I really do appreciate you and our executive producer listening to my request to get Alfonso on our show as he hosts our family's very favorite program, America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> what a hoot that show is. I don't think you bugging us to book Alfonso had much to do with it. I mean, that show is celebrating its 30th year anniversary, so right, yeah, people know. like it. Uh, people, not just, not you, oh. uh, like people. Uh, and occasionally we do find guests that appeal to a broad-based audience. Hell no, you haven't! But have I ever told you that we entered a video for consideration a few years back? Our youngest, Dwight, was playing with his friends when he accidentally drank what he thought was apple juice. <laughs> but instead, it was castor oil. His friends what? and I, yeah, they, we got such a kick out of it when he swallowed it. Come on, y'all. Oh, we got it all on tape. And, and you know, I thought we might win or at least get on the show, but I guess we got overlooked. Oh, oh, Gerald, you used your youngest son to pull a nasty prank <laughs> on just to get on America's Funniest Home Videos? That is disgusting behavior on your part. Yeah, I agree no, with well, you. Well, listen, listen, he only took a small sip before he spit it out. He didn't vomit or anything. It was just a harmless little joke. What's your name, scumbag? You know, he laughed when uh, he saw the tape later. Yeah, yeah, I think the authorities need to make a visit when you have your next family home evening. Uh, just put Alfonso through, please. You Oh, okay. Here, here he is. But uh, listen, don't worry about Dwight or my other kids. They're, they're doing just fine. Say hello to actor, comedian, and host Alfonso Ribeiro. Thanks a bunch for coming on our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you host America's Funniest Home Videos these days, and that show is celebrating its 30th anniversary season, airing Sunday nights on ABC. That's a hell of a run for any program, and, and it's good to know there, there's still funny stuff going on in America these days. Absolutely. We're living at a time where there, you know, we really do need that comedy. We need to laugh a little more and, and love on each other a little more, so... Uh, you know, we, I feel like our show is, is truly one of those shows that is just great for that, and people enjoy it, right? It's like a, a Sunday night break from all the craziness where you can sit down with your family and laugh and, and laugh at other people's misfortunes. <laughs> right. So, so how intense is it for people sending in their videos? Do, do you think some people would do anything to win? Because it's very competitive. Weekly winners get $10,000, and the winner at the end of the season uh, for the most funniest video gets hundred grand. That's enough to get people to turn it up. Absolutely. I mean, we, we actually give away uh, $100,000 twice. So we'll do it, you know, yeah. first half of the season, second half of the season, um, and then a grand prize for one of those two $100,000 winners. So um, it's very cool. We, you know, we've made it very easy for, for everyone to get the videos to us. There's an app now where people can just put it on their phone. I mean, basically, we're all taking videos on our phones now um, where you can just literally you know, access your, your video library and send it straight to our producers. So um, it's a great way now to get it to us. And, um, you know, it's listen, there's there's no better place uh, for a funny video than AFA. Right. Well, for, for the budding contestants listening, what, what seems to work the best in casting a fun, uh, you know, a funny video? Kids or animals? Because both of them are comedy gold. I'm thinking about entering with my pet hamster. I'm storyboarding the thing right now. I haven't quite gotten through with it, but... <laughs> Well, I would say the best videos are the ones that just happen naturally. Uh, you know, those are those are always kind of the best videos. But um, what I would, my advice that I always give people is, if I need to know 
anything about the person in the video for it to be funny, then it's not a funny video. Oh. What I need to be what I need to be able to watch is just pure comedy without knowing who any of those people are. Um, that that's that's how you know. You know, obviously a cat or an animal, any animal, Monster. right, doing funny stuff is what it is. You right. you know it. You don't need to, to to know the individual to to know it. But it's like when you got you knew Aunt Susie, boy, you this is so funny. And it's like, well, we don't know Aunt Susie, so we can't know whether it's funny. But we know when a guy, you know, is swinging a stick at a piñata and he accidentally hits someone standing on the side. That's just funny every time. Yeah, I got I agree with that. I love to watch stuff like that. Uh, well, anyway, Alfonso, I need to touch on your acting career as a teen. Everyone knows this, but I got I got to do this. You're a cast member uh, on two very significant shows in pop culture history, uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Silver Spoons. Uh, did it get old to have other teenagers yell out yell out at you and like, "Hey, do the Carlton at like the In-N-Out or or the dentist office?" Um, well, I wouldn't say, you know, teens weren't really doing it as much. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, when you're lucky enough to to have a job that you enjoy, that people enjoyed you doing, um, it's, it's always an honor to have that. So um, I look at it like that now. Of course, there was a time when I didn't see it that way. But as you get older, right. you have better perspective. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's them honoring me for what I've done, right? It's, it's them saying, you've brought some joy into my life. So um, I want it to continue, even though there's no chance of me doing the Carlton Dance for them. But, um, you know, it's, it's them kind of saying, wow, I remember this and it brought joy to my life. So it's nothing but respect for that. Right. Well, speaking of dancing, you won Dancing with the Stars in season 19. Uh, did, did you get much crap from the other contestants as you were a child dancer being cast on Broadway at age eight? So you sort of had an edge. Were there sore losers when you killed everyone? I don't think so. I think we, you know, one of the things that happens on that show, and I think it happens on most seasons on that show, is everybody hangs out together and everybody has a great time together. Um, so I never ever felt that from anyone, right? And I was also very giving. Like I, I, I remember um, literally the 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 moment before the first show started. Um, I, I turned to everybody and I said, hey, guys, let's have a great show, great season. Let's have some fun. I said, but I'm going to give you one piece of advice that I know because I'm such a fan of this show and watching people and having people on the show. I said, never watch your packages. And the packages where, like, before you dance, they tell you about your whole, they tell the audience about the week and what happened. And sometimes it's sad. Sometimes it's great. Who knows, right? I said, never watch it because that'll take you out of the dance. And the next week, Sadie Robertson came to me and she's like, thank you so much for that advice because at least I found out early that I shouldn't be watching my packages because she watched it and totally messed up the first like seven steps of her dance because she, she was so taken aback from the package. So it was very, very like, it, we, were, we were a family. Um, a lot of the younger contestants, um, shoot, we, would, we had a movie night at my house where Sadie and um, a bunch of the other uh, uh, you know, kids, I call them kids because they were really all kids, um, came to the house and hung out together. We, we really had a fun time together. So there was no, it wasn't that like deep competition like this is unfair or whatever. Right. Well, you know, my co-host really wants to be a contestant on Dancing with the Stars, but I'm telling him they're really selective, so it's probably not going to happen. But, you know, he keeps bringing up Sean Spicer. As he's, he's given hope to a ton of people who can't dance at all, which is tragic. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he has. But, I mean, shoot, Lamar Odom keeps giving it to more people. So, uh, you know, uh, listen, last year, um, I, I think it was a mistake for the show. But, you know, very happy for the guy because he's such a great guy. When Bobby Bones won, you know, it was, I think, it hurt the show. Because at the end of the day, we all want to see those guys learn and get better. And, and it's part of the journey of that show. But the winner shouldn't be someone who's still counting steps. They should be someone who can actually fully dance by the end. Um, and he clearly wasn't one of the better dancers that season. So I think it's very important that the show, you know, for for its credibility, isn't just a popularity contest, that it is about um, it being a real dance competition. Right, right. Well, my guy's taking notes right now as you as you just, yeah. All right. <laughs> y- y- yes, uh, Spud. As you can see, I am taking notes, but listen, I would really appreciate it if you could make an exception here and let me ask Alfonso a couple questions as it would really help me out trying to make this happen. Uh, Alfonso, I I need a sec here. No can do. This, you know, that's never going to happen. Well, the the ground rules with my interviews are, you know that. Yeah, you can interject from time to time, but you never, ever are to jump in the conversation, as I don't do threesomes. Gerald, when will you stop begging Spud to get you a moment in the sun with the celebrities? Don't you get it? You would ruin the interviews. Thank you, Aunt Dorothy. I totally disagree, Mrs. Jarvitz. I feel I would bring a fresh perspective. And with Alfonso, I wanted to ask if he might be willing to write a letter on my behalf to ABC to get me on Dancing with the Stars. It couldn't hurt. And and also, I am not a step counter dancer myself, okay? Yeah, I'll pass that on to no one. Now, Now, let me get back to him and finish this up. Okay, I have returned. All right. Well, let me hit you with the last question. It's kind of a trite, cliche question, but I got to do it. Um, Alfonso, what has been your most memorable moment in show business to this point? Um, I don't know if there's one memorable moment, like, that stands out. Uh, You know, I mean, obviously, you know, it's kind of like I've been doing this for 40 years now. Right. Um, And so it's almost like you could look at it by decades, right? Like, the first decade would have been... Um, you know, doing the, the Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson and then obviously doing, you know, Time on Fresh Prince, you know, was very special and Tap Dance Kid early on. And, and so now doing AFE, it's just kind of like, um, you know, I, I, I kind of section it off. But I think if you had to look at one thing, it would probably be, you know, doing the Tap Dance Kid on Broadway when I was 12. That would probably be, because that was my big break. That was a thing that kind of started it all off and you know there's nothing better than like your first great gig right right super i'm still waiting for that myself all right well hey i know you gotta go (laughs) so i'm gonna remind everyone that america's funniest home videos 30th season is now airing sunday nights on abc thank you very much for coming on our program i appreciate it thanks for having me buddy all right alfonso Rivera. all right bye i've asked there there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove, waiting to board. Keep your ruddy hands inboard. That be the best way to repel boarders. Ye come seeking adventure and salty old pirates, eh? Sure, you've come to the proper place. This is Bing Crosby and Bob Hope, and we're calling, calling all hearts. hearts. Dead men tell no tales. 
This station, in cooperation with your heart association, presents a salute to the 1961 Heart Fund with Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. Calling all hearts. Congratulations on your decision to learn how to type. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're young or old. You can learn. And if you approach typing in the right way, if you include neatness and accuracy in your objectives, you're going to get a great deal of satisfaction from your typewriter for the rest of your life. You're going to get a great deal of satisfaction. You're going to get a great deal of satisfaction. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> you can learn. You can learn. You can learn. Donald, what's the idea of packing the big gun? Donald, Donald, what's the idea of packing the big gun? Donald, Donald, dead men. Tell no tales. <laughs> Donald! Listen, will you take my advice? Dead men tell no tales. The sound you just heard is called pink noise. This sound is not produced by mechanical means. Instead, it originates as a stream of electrons in a vacuum tube. Pink noise is composed of the sounds of the orchestral spectrum appearing entirely at random. What makes pink noise especially useful for test purposes is that it contains equal sound energy in each Donald. of its octave bands, possessing the impulsive character of many musical sounds. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. Spud Goodman, don't let me let me in tears. Spud Goodman, don't let me for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And why he done that, I just don't understand. Justin is beyond belief. Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman Show! We now return to more action packed thrills and excitement on the Spot Goodman Radio Show. You know, I, I don't want to be a shameful self promoter here. I think that's shameless, isn't well, it? Well, well, I guess maybe, but but I, regardless, here again, it would be greatly beneficial to my efforts to be taken seriously by the ABC Network executives if our listeners maybe started up an online campaign in support of my efforts to be on next year's lineup of Dancing with the Starks contestants. And uh, listen, yeah, I'm yeah. all in on this, Spud. It is very important to me. If I can just make it on the air, I know America will fall in love with me. Americans love a winner. 
Now, that may sound a bit egotistical. You but think? Both my wife, Rachel, and I and feel Dorothy. that I have a gift hey. that TV will showcase much more on, effectively than radio. You know, Rachel feels it's the effect of my piercing blue eyes. Really? Well, they draw people's attention, and then my winning personality takes over. All I need okay. is a chance to get my toe in the door. I, well, a toe might be all that you're going to get in that door, okay? Gerald, Gerald, do you realize the level of celebrity that has been on Dancing with the Stars? Yes. Sure, there have been some D-list people like Sean Spicer or Tucker Carlson, but most of the contestants are legitimate stars who have real talents, like, say, George Hamilton, Mario Lopez, oh, and Susan Lucci, for God's sakes. It's time to shut it down, turn the tables, and lock her up. What makes you think you could possibly compete with these Hollywood stars? Well, first of all, there are a number of contestants over the years who have not been top-notch stars. Google all the contestants over the years, and there have been some who... I feel I could go head-to-head with celebrity-wise. I am the co-host of a syndicated radio show. A temporary co-host. Well, temporary permanent co-host. And Uh. what I feel will seal the deal with the network is when they take a look at the dancing video my wife and I are putting together. We hired Dancing video? Yeah, we hired a videographer with extensive experience, but he shot over one hundred weddings and bar mitzvahs and all included several hours of dancing at those events well why didn't you say so uh gerald dancing can be a very strenuous activity i I know that have you seen some of the contestants after their performances they're dripping with sweat quite often when i would and when tell me was the last time you even perspired like real sweat from physical exercise well it just looks to me like Several decades have gone by since you even laced up your tennis shoes and jogged around the block. And I'm probably not going to like you, no matter how many pull-ups or push-ups you do. Yeah, I worry about you walking to your car. I mean, what makes you think you can dance for three or four minutes at a time? Uh, That takes a lot of effort. Yeah, don't you worry about my health and cardio. I've been working out for the last few weeks, and I have no doubt I'll be ready come next season's Dancing with the Stars. Look, alternative facts are not facts. Truth be told here, I've been taking lessons at our local Arthur Murray studio. Really? I'm I'm starting slowly. No intricate moves on the dance floor yet, but I'm working towards what both my wife and I feel is an eye-popping routine. She's my choreographer and has many ideas that we're discussing. I bet you can't even do the Macarena. I mean, I have I have a better chance of, of getting a 10-day free agent contract with an NBA team, and, and I don't have a decent left hand. Yeah, I really need to practice left-handed lanes more. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? Well... Maybe you should speak with Cheryl, my instructor at Arthur Murray. She's working with me on the dance routine that my wife has created for me uh, for the audition tape we'll be submitting. She feels I'm very light on my feet. In her words, Gerald, you are very fluid on the dance floor. So, uh, do you have any hey, proof she said that? Yeah, well, I plan on proving you and the other doubters in this studio wrong. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. 
Speaking of taping, I hope you plan on taping up your ankles and possibly wearing knee pads too when you're dancing, as I've seen you trip and fall so many times, even walking to your car after the show. I did that you one. You do trip a lot. Well, I did that one time, and I, there's no need to tape up my ankles or wear padding while on on the dance floor, Mrs. Jarvitz. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I listen. I've taken only a couple of spills so far working on my routine, so there's no need to worry. Well, uh, I'm not worrying at all for the records, but uh, and not in terms of, yeah, anyway. Hey, it's time for some music. How about this song by Public Service Broadcasting? Uh, it's titled Everest, and I really like it a lot, so roll it. Once there was a mountain called Peak 15. Nothing was known about it. But in 1852, the surveyors found it was the highest in the world, and they named it Everest.
because it is there. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey everybody, this is Richard Marks, and you're listening to my buddy Spud Goodman. You know, he gets the bad rap, but he's actually a pretty cool guy on whatever radio station this is, so keep tuning in here. Uh, Spud, your next guest, Bellamy Young, uh, is holding on the line for you. Yeah, I know for a fact you're not familiar with the show she was on that made her a TV star. No. Uh, Scandal, uh, one of many shows by uh, Shonda Rhimes. Of course, everybody knows who she is. Uh, Bellamy played Melly, uh, and people really liked her character. Scandal. Now, is that show about illicit sexual behavior between unmarried individuals? That's so hot. Because, yeah, no, I'm not familiar with it. How is that even possible? Scandal was one of my favorite shows. Really? Well, she has a new show now, uh, Prodigal Son. It's on Fox and has a great cast. I read that Michael Sheen is on it, and yep. that's all it takes for me to set my DVR to not miss it. All right, Prodigal Son may not be another America's Funniest Home Videos, but my wife and I might check it out sometime after, you know, when we put the kids to bed. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. Well, as you're not hooked up to one of those Nielsen boxes, I, I can say that to you, really, there's, there's no need for you to, you know, to tune in. It's not that big a deal. Uh, as I seriously doubt you're going to dig it. Uh, there's too much sex and dead bodies, for one thing. But, but your oldest is, what, 17? I, I think he can handle it. Uh, uh, but just, just, just put Bellamy through, though, before she falls asleep. Yeah, okay, Roger that. Here she is. And, by the way, for your information, my oldest, Gerald Jr., is not interested in shows that have anything to do with sex. Seriously. He has his hormones under control. Please greet actress and singer Bellamy Young. We appreciate you checking in with us. I'm so happy to be here with you, Spud. Yeah, so you have a new show, Prodigal Son, airing on Fox Mondays at 9, 8 Central. Uh, I have to say that the show has a very impressive cast. Can you give us the For Dummies version of what the show's about? Well, yeah. The show basically asks, what if your dad were Hannibal Lecter? Oh. What would that do to you? So our main character, you know, we all think, oh, man, our parents ruined us. I don't want to grow up and be like my parents. But uh, our main character, Malcolm, is really struggling because his dad, who was played by the amazing Michael Sheen, uh, yeah. was one of the best serial killers in America, the surgeon. And so he's trying to live his life on the straight and narrow being a profiler, but he's fighting his demons all the time. Huh. Well... You play Jesus' mother, as most know, you know, most know Tom Payne from his prior role, you know, on The Walking Dead, playing the character Jesus, yeah. and now he portrays the, the prodigal son Malcolm Bright on this show. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. can I ask how, how uh, you know, I don't know how to say this, but you're not that much older than him. <laughs> he must be conflicted in his feelings towards you. I just, let, let's go with that. <laughs> well, sadly, but it is all mathematically possible. I just, you know, been vegan so long, I it, the gears have been kind. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's all it's all on the straight and narrow. We also have flashbacks, though. That's the fun part. Some of it takes place, at least for me and Michael Sheen. A lot of it takes place in 1998. We have a wonderful young actor named Cashian that plays huh. Malcolm Bright or Malcolm Whitley in 1998. So you know, we have to go back and forth in time. I right. tell myself that. That's why I need to look young. 
All right, I had to touch on that, but anyway. Right, no, no, your character is described. <laughs> I know, I know. But your your character is described as 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 a highly skilled purveyor of sarcasm. Did you have to work on this weapon, or did you bring that skill with you to the part? You know, uh, I'm just lucky that they're on the page. All I have to do is just lift it right up. It's delicious as delivered to me. So I just have to not screw it up in the delivery. That's all. That's all. My job, my half of my job is done for me. All right. Well, you know, over your career, uh, outside of being a regular on shows, you've appeared on, I don't know, like, what, 30-some television series in addition to numerous films? You seem to be, like, the go-to person with casting directors. You, you have the versatility to handle most parts. So, you know, kind of like a utility player in baseball, you're going to never, ever be out of work with those skills, will you? Well, gosh, I'm knocking wood, but, I mean, you're mouth to God's ears. But, you know, as an actor, you're just a hustler. you got to get the next gig. I've been so lucky to job around. It's also really teaches you a lot because you get to go on a lot of sets and see how you want to do things and how you don't want to do things. But Scandal is, you know, my first time I could sit down and be yeah. a regular and really be on a ride with a family of people. And how lucky was I for that? And then I feel like with this again, just winning the lottery, nicest people, so good at their jobs, such good material, and just so fun and creepy to watch. Yeah, well, look, Speaking of scandal, playing the part of Melly, uh, that that was kind of the turning point, wasn't it? For kind of in your career. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, was just, I mean it. it, it uh, yeah, I mean that. Looking back now, uh, you were you were involved in prior Shonda Rhimes uh, program, correct? I was. I did the spinoff for Private Practice, which was embedded in a two-hour grade. I sort of did a twofer. Oh, okay. All right. But her sweet, her casting director, Linda Lowy, has worked with her forever, and I had auditioned for her so much, and she just brought, you know, like four other actor, actresses and me, and the day before, the part of Melly worked and had two lines in the pilot. You know, it was a very last-minute thought on their part, and we said our two lines. Uh, luckily, they picked me, and then it just turned into the ride of a lifetime. I mean, it really changed my life, and uh, Melly, gosh, I can't express how fun she was to play. She went through everything, you know? And I still, you know, on the, when I talk to people in the airport or on the street or whatever, we all just are like, oh, Melly, I miss Melly, because I miss her too. She was a gas. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, well, looking back at your college days, you originally majored in physics at, yeah. at Yale. Do you remember enough from back then to explain the acceleration formula? I've never heard of it, but I guess it's important. <laughs> I wish I did. You don't know how much I wish I did. Things sexier to me than physics. But I, you know, I did not excel on the world stage. I still read a lot of, like, science and stuff sort of avocationally because it just excites my wonder. I just read it in awe. But, um, no, I'm terrible. I'm just I'm just a fan now. I'm not a practitioner. Like, math has something to do with physics, right? I mean, I, I have no clue. I, I was like a PE <laughs> yeah. major. I didn't really major at community college, but a lot of PE classes. But, yeah, I mean, that, that physics sounded Dig tough. It. Yeah, I don't, all right. Look, I can't do PE, so there you go. We're even. I can I can barely walk and talk. So, well, I, th I think you're selling yourself short there. But uh, anyway, well, let's let's talk about your other career. You also sing as you put out an album, Far Away, So Close. I do. Do you feel comfortable in the rock and roll yeah. world? How's your hearing? 
it's okay. I have to say, my sweetheart's a percussionist, and you know, in the two years with him, it's gone down a little bit. But I, you know, my stuff is more mellow and would sort of be more country. That's where my that's what my heart sounds like, I guess. Country's not what I listen to when I turn on music, but when I open my mouth, that's what the inside of my soul sounds like. So it's easier on the ears and hopefully easier on the heart. You know, it takes you on a journey. And that's always what I've loved is singing. That's my very first love. And so to get to make that album was a real joy. It's, it's available on iTunes, correct? Yeah, anywhere you listen, you can find it. All right, all right, super. Well, you know, on a personal note, you've been active in animal rights over the years. How weird, let me ask you this, how weird do you think it is for a president to have never, ever had a dog in his life, or any pets for that matter? Is he maybe an alien or a cyborg with no emotional connection to living creatures? (laughs) Well, I mean, goodness. It just it, it, here's here's what I'll say is maybe if we get him a dog, it'll all get better. I know that unconditional love definitely changed my life. I had cats forever and just sort of fostered dogs, and you know, but having my sweet bean who just passed away a couple of weeks ago, having her love at first, I didn't. I was like, look, I'm going to feed you. You don't have to work so hard. Like, I didn't believe it. I thought she was, like, running a scam on me or something. But, man, when you let yourself be loved like that, it just melts your heart. So maybe, but maybe you've answered everything. Maybe we get him a dog and and he's got more love and then he puts more love into the world. And there we go. Yeah, but I'd be worried about the dog 24-7. I got to say that. But anyway, all right. Well, <laughs> Spud. W- was that necessary? What? Just with just one more cheap shot at our commander in chief Donald Trump. I'm sure there's a good reason why he's never had a pet to this point in his life. And that does not mean he hates animals. It probably is just that kind of you know, does they don't, that to me. Well, it, they probably don't fit into his amazing and fast-paced lifestyle. Who would let them out to go potty? Uh, hey, Bellamy, I- I'll be right back. He has people for everything. That, that would not be the problem. But, but you know, seriously, you know he would berate the dog or whatever pet constantly for something, kind of like how he handles Eric. Oh, I bet that the Humane Society would be at the White House all the time from complaints from staff yes. on how he treated his dog or cat. You know how they leak so much. Oh, well, that is the truth, Mrs. Jarvitz. His staff is always telling the press, who are clearly the enemy of the people, all sorts of tall tales or fake news, I mean. Uh, it's really, you know, for the best that no pets ha- have ever gotten near that guy. You know, let's let's be real. Uh, I gotta wrap this thing, though, right now with Bellamy, so hold on a second. All right, I'm back, Bellamy. I know you got to scoot, so I'm going to let you go. But I want to thank you so very much for taking the time to, you know, spend a few moments with us. Uh, it's so nice to talk to you. Thanks for pushing the show. I love it so much. I hope everybody else does too. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Super, Ms. Bellamy Young. The Spud Goodman Show. It has some merit. All right, let's play some more music. Cue up the late, great Nina Simone's tune, My Baby Just Cares For Me. Uh, It's a very cool one. So here it is. My baby don't care for shows. My baby don't care for clothes. My baby just cares. 
you've turned this episode into a promotional vehicle for your one in a million chance of being picked for that Dancing with the Stars show. It's never gonna happen and we wasted so much airtime with this stupid discussion. Uh, at least apologize, man. I've learned from our president and commander-in-chief that apologies are not productive as they're a sign of weakness. And it only makes common sense. I choose to, pro to project total confidence that I will be successful in my quest to be selected for next season's DWTS. Oh, now he's so confident he's using an abbreviation for that dumb show. Yeah. Uh, I take it that's what DWTS means. Y yeah, well, that's what all true fans of the show call it, Mrs. Jarvis. Oh, uh, uh, the board's telling me right now, look, uh, your wife is holding on the phone. Did, did you tell her to call in or what? 
My, my wife is on the line That's right now? That's what they're saying. Gosh, I, I wonder what she wants. We should probably take it as uh, she might have information that would be interesting to the listeners. Oh, no. Uh, if she wants you to pick up something on the way home from work, just have her text you. This is, this is not a party line. We're on the freaking air right now. Yes, Gerald. Tell your wife to use other means of communication and not tie up our phone lines. You know, this, this show's about over. I, mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's... Nobody famous is still going to call in. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, well, if we, listen, I you know, would advise you guys, you take her call. I could talk call. to her for like 10 seconds. Take her call. You, you don't want to see how she'll react if you avoid yeah. her and just keep her holding on the line. I'm just saying. Yeah, because I, I do remember when she went off on you at that office Christmas party yeah. a, a few years ago. I don't know what year it was. But didn't she hit you in the nuts for looking at our intern, intern Meredith? Well, she didn't hit me. It was more of a gentle tap in the genital area. It didn't hurt at all, but I would recommend taking her call. It hurt to me. Uh, Yeah, okay, just put her through. Hey, Rachel, are you there? Uh, I'm here. Look, I did not plan to call in, but after hearing the verbal abuse my husband has had to undergo on the show, I feel the need to intercede and and offer my support of his dream. it's, It's not personal. It's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. We're just trying to keep it real with them. I mean, come on. Dancing with the Stars has celebrities that most people are familiar with. Your husband is a co-host of a radio show that's not exactly killing it in the ratings. We're talking about an R or even a T-list celebrity here. Yeah, honey, I, I appreciate you coming to my defense, but I can handle it myself. These negative Nellies in the studio won't impact my focus and confidence. Hindley ho, neighborinos. I know this will happen if I just keep working hard and follow the plan you came up with. Look, sweetie, it's clear they are not aware of my background as a choreographer. No. Did you mention to them about my role directing all the dance routines in my high schools and, you know, later our church's production of the musical Oklahoma? I do have photocopies of the review from the school paper. It was glowing if anyone there wants to take a look at it. I don't think so. Yeah, Oklahoma, is is that 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 play with people, like, wearing old-fashioned clothes from, like, way back and mostly just, like, you know, dancing, singing, and talking and stuff for a couple hours. I can't handle long plays that are about, you know, the past. They're just not believable. Oh, oh! if you upped your medication, I bet you could st- sit still long enough to watch a play without getting up so. to stretch so many times, Spud. But I know I will never take you to the theater again. The last time was so okay. embarrassing. I knew you were going to get bring yeah, that up. Yeah, people but. around us just ran out of patience with you coming and going so much. They couldn't concentrate. Well, I know, but my restless leg syndrome was really acting up that night. Well, why didn't you say so? Look, before I go, honey, I think you could be doing a much better job of generating support from the listeners of this show. I mean, do I have to ask them? Take advantage of no, this opportunity. You know, networks believe each person writing in translates to 10,000 or so viewers. Right, right. Okay, I I would really appreciate it if everyone now listening to my voice would take just a few minutes to write a quick email or letter to the programming department at ABC. Maybe state that I am a very compelling personality that Mm -hmm. would light up the TV screen if given a chance to be a contestant. Um, (laughs) um, you suck! And that you'll very soon be a world-class dancer, at least by the time they start shooting next year's Dancing with the Stars. You really want to make that promise? Seriously? 
Look, I need to go as I have a pie in the oven. Honey, maybe just give one more plug about people writing in on your behalf before the show is over. No, it it I, couldn't hurt. No, I think we've reached the FCC's limit on self-promotion. I got to go. And, uh, hey, I, I just want to say, if, if that pie gets burnt, you know, don't throw it away because, you know, I'll eat it. I, I like, like, charcoal things. It kind of helps with my digestion. Anyway, later. Oh, Spud, I, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my wife. We always say, love you, honey bunny, uh, to each other before hanging up. She's going to be mad as heck about this when I get home now. Shut up and dribble. Oh, throw a pair, Gerald. Yeah, and just pipe down while I do my clothes here, all right? I am Spud Goodman. Rachel, if you're still listening, love you, honey bunny. Uh, was that necessary? Anyway, be all you can be, and I mean that. Uh, uh, God bless and ciao. So I guess that's it. We'll see everybody next time. The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Engineered by Trevor Jastad and recorded at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Associate producer, TJ Pike. Video director, Wyatt Young. Production assistants, Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent, Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Dude, you're dripping sweat all over the studio. Go grab a towel or something. I didn't think you were going to dance through all those tunes, even the Nina Simone one. Did you lose like 10 pounds wearing that suit you have on? You could have taken the tie yeah, off at least. Is, if I make it on Dancing with the Stars, I'm going to be have to wear a costume, so it's going to be something I'll have to deal with. Nobody on that show gets on the dance floor in gym shorts and a tank well, top. Well, you might want to choose a waltz if you ever do get an audition. Anything faster than that could be life-threatening. My gut and my heart is telling me that I just like did this too fast and I didn't know what I was doing. I was thinking about this dream of yours. Yeah. Let's, let's break it down. I mean, let's just say you do get on the show. How are you going to keep it together being on the same set as celebrities like Vanilla Ice or Suzanne Summers or Joey Fatone? After slobbering all over them, you're going to get escorted off the set by security the first day of shooting. I can assure you, if I am fortunate enough to be selected as a cast member for next season's Dancing with the Stars, I will maintain a purely professional behavior on the set. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. You know, asking a fellow cast member for a selfie or two would be taken as a form of high flattery. Stars need love and attention to maintain their work ethic. I, I know I use all my emails of support from my fans to continue my efforts on this radio show. There are days when I just can't muster the strength to make it to oh, the studio really? after pulling a full shift at my other place of no, employment as assistant no. floor manager at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. He did it again. All right. Well, that I want to say this. That free plug is going to cost you at our next staff meeting. No. Well, I, I just have to say, if I have to hear that stupid plug one more time, I just might go postal. As you can see, I do have an open carry permit. Yeah. Goodbye. Well, I'm out of here too, but if, if you go home to work on your dance moves, tell your wife to break out the Fabrice. As you reek right now, I do. take a shower for God's sakes later. Do I emit an odor? All right, I'll pull out my Axe body spray that my wife bought for me. There, how do I smell now?
like a used condom. 